Welcome to season three. Welcome to season three of this most unbelievable podcast. We're doing it, Paul. We're doing it, Sherry. Here we are again. Here we are again. So season one, we had no plan. And no plan is what we got. Season two, we made it plan. How do things move through the body, the heart, and the head? And so now we go into season three. Do we have a plan? We don't really have too much of one, but a couple of things we notice keep coming up. So what are our reoccurring themes that we think will guide us? Connection. What do you think, Sherry? Connection and persistence. Connection and persistence. These are pretty big themes, Paul. These are pretty big themes, Sherry, and we'll do our best to cover them well here in season three. And we thank you, dear listeners, for listening in as we figure out more about connection and persistence this season. If you like what you hear and you want to support this podcast, please support us on Patreon or visit our website to hear about any of the upcoming workshops that we're offering. Thanks, y'all. Now on with the show. All right. Hey, Paul. Hey, Sherry. What's going on? What is going on? How's it going over there? Uh, It's going pretty well. Uh, We decided to uh, postpone a previous conversation we were having 10 seconds ago when I started to talk about how it's raining again. But uh, the rain is a little different now, it seems. It's not the thunderstorm versus the occasional drops of of summertime. It's more of a persistent medium-sized drop. Because in summer, it's like you get misty and then it pours and you get tornado warnings, and then it goes back to the sun comes out, and it gets gets kind of humid. This is a uh, this is the medium sized. Medium That's sized. raining. So it's our raining. listeners should be very appreciative of me because I paused this because I wanted them to get the full Paul Fitzgerald weather report experience. Yeah, and that's how people know that I love them is if I give them the weather report because right. that's my. That's one of those things that uh, that I do. You know, if you friends with me, you're going to get the weather. Weather and questions, the Paul Fitzgerald experience. Yeah, back when we were kids, before TV and internet and all this stuff and telephones and before the Pony Express, we had uh, time and temperature. You would um, you get your phone out and you would call. I say out. You don't get your phone out. You went to the phone that was wired to the wall and you would call time and temperature. And it would say the time is whatever it is. And it is 74 degrees. The phone in my dorm, my college dorm room when I moved in, uh, it had like, other than, you know, the buttons you push to make a phone call, it had a time and temperature button that you could push and voicemail. And that was it. I don't even think we had caller ID. Such basic times. Mercy. Yeah, basic times. And uh, this is the first episode that will be going out in the fall in the autumn months right fall which means yeah which which means i think sherry we talked about this a little bit last week i'm not sure how the count is this might be our six month potiversary it is we had um yeah we actually our first episode was march 4th 5th yeah something like that now that we are faithfully into the month of September, our little podcast is now six months old. Six months old. Six months old. We, we were on the other side of the sun when we recorded the first one. Yeah. And everything looks different from this side, doesn't it? Yeah. So we are going through 
literal seasons together, I think, Mm -hmm. through this podcast. Yeah, and this is recorded episode 30. There was a bonus episode. There was a couple other things. So, yeah, I think it's pretty much our six-month anniversary. So, happy anniversary, Sherry. Yeah, happy anniversary, Paul. We did it. Hemi anniversary. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, So, Um, how many – I'm curious. I wonder how many podcasts – make it to episode 30 right like it feels like a podcast is something that you know it feels like you don't need much to do it people can do it but yet i think that there's a lot of podcasts out there that maybe die on the vine right yeah i think you're right yeah like so i'm curious why do you think people decide to make a podcast and then why do you think so many don't survive or persist the, well, I mean, if we, we we can take that apart a couple of different ways. In the interest of brevity, I won't belabor it too much. But um, recording a podcast, just that statement on it by itself, just I'm going to record a podcast. Awesome. It's not hard. Get sure. out your phone, put your earbuds in, hit the record button, say something, mm-hmm. say something, upload it. Make it available however you would like. You can go on Facebook. You can put it on a Google Drive and link it somewhere. I mean, you can do it any kind of way you want. Um, and you have recorded a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's podcast as a noun, and there's a we you and I we record a podcast as a oh, what is that a verb an adjective? I, I guess it's a verb. Um, so much we like are with, podcasting. With, yeah, we are podcasting. Uh, we have a podcast versus we recorded a podcast, I guess. And um, as with many, many things, the first one is very, very easy to do. It's the second one that's hard. It's the second one that's really hard um, because that's a that's a completely different thing. Once you get over the phenomenology of the tech and you make decisions on platform and you know how it's going to be distributed and you're okay with audio quality and – all that other kind of stuff, all you're left with for episode two is something interesting coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's when you sort of find yourself in there. And um, that's, that's where you sort of find yourself. And it, it turns into, I'm going to do this thing that is mostly a technological achievement to, I'm going to do this thing, which is an expression of, of who I am and my thoughts and my opinions and my views uh, that I that I have, and I think people find that that transition happens a lot sooner than they might think. Um, it's like, you know, the the first one doing a podcast feels like you're doing a thing on the internet, <laughs> you know. And after after you do a couple of them, it's just like, I mean, you and I do this. Like we're just having a conversation here. I mean, we're just talking about stuff that we think is interesting that we're going through that we have experienced enough struggle with to feel like <laughs> maybe a lesson was learned or maybe not, or it needs to be learned, which was, you know, the last, last one we recorded. It was like, uh, we have not learned our lesson on, on um, how to evaluate our own sense of being. Uh, and we're reminded of that, but yeah, very quickly, it just turns into, it's not a technological thing that you're doing. I mean, you're relying on the technology, but once you got that figured out, it's all about what you got inside. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when we recorded our first one, I had no idea if we would keep doing it. But I was like, cool, an afternoon with Paul. I'll do that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it. It's like, hey, man. Yeah. I think it was, let, hey, do you want to have a, do you want to record a podcast? I don't know. I don't even know how we said it anymore. I don't know what the, what the words were. Do what? You when you, I think you <laughs> asked. 
Uh, you know, I'm still not sure if you asked me. I think you said something like, you know what I think we should do. <laughs> I don't even know if it was a question. It might have been a statement. Yeah. You know, that's, let's do a podcast. Sometimes that's how things work between us. Um, I think you actually used the word should. You shouldn't I I be, Yeah, Paul. I think I did should you. Well, I was right. You were. You should have a podcast. <laughs> We we do allow. Yeah, I, one I said should because you should. Yeah, we do allow one another the opportunity to should us on occasion. Yeah, when something is a very good idea or a very bad idea, we we do reserve the right to should or should not each other with respect. Right. We should have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. It's interesting, but so far, I mean, like. I think we've taken what two weeks off in the last six months. Yeah, something like that. Um, and so something I like think yeah. for me, doing this feels more natural than not doing it. Yeah, I think we noticed that. It might have been the first time we took a week off. It's like I don't know. Feels kind of weird not to record one. And uh, I do remember recording after we took that that week off thinking, I don't know, I got to get back into the, got to get back into the zone. Cause you do get into the flow of it, I think. And if you, if you know, I found this with myself, if I, if I know that there's going to be something that we're going to record, um, sometimes, you know, not to, not that people should know how the sausage gets made or anything like that, or what's behind the curtain. Sometimes we go into these things with a little bit of an idea. Sometimes you just sort of don't and we see what happens. Um, whichever is the case, knowing that there is this podcast that I'm going to record with, with Sherry Spiegel. And uh, if, if it's not something that is interesting, nobody's going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, nor should they, nor should they. Um, one, I find, I find one, one being me, uh, I just pay attention to stuff more mm-hmm. to see is like, is there something interesting here? It's like, I, I I'm more noticed, noticing of interesting things that are going on that might be fodder um, for a podcast that resonates with me in some way that is something that somebody else might want to has experienced as well that they might want to that they might want to talk through or chew on. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like now that we have the momentum going, um, once you have that momentum built up, it's hard to like drop it and so yeah like i do think i pay attention to things differently i think i see the world through the fact that we have a podcast yeah i kind of do too you see the world through the people see them through different lenses and it's like i see mine through a microphone yeah and so it's and i feel a little bit like this obnoxious person sometimes because like i don't know how many times i say to other human people like well the other week on my podcast and i'm like who the hell am i (laughs) But it just, you know, it it sort of infects your head in a way because we do spend so much time thinking about, I think, this most unbelievable life as a whole, like as a brand and what we're going to do on the podcast. And if we're not, then I feel like, what would happen? I don't even, what would we talk about? Like, Yeah, I don't know. You know? I mean, we haven't ran out of things to say yet. I was going to say we haven't, right? Hashtag episode 30. So uh, this is episode 30. Um, there seems to be some persistence to this. Persistence, indeed. Yeah. So I think we're still thinking about, uh, we talked, I think we've talked multiple times in recent episodes about the habits of mind. Um, but I think we've been thinking a lot about persistence lately. I think a lot of people have in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is a hard time. You know, I feel like people 
maybe think about persistence at different times in the year. And maybe it is always tied to new beginnings. So this week um, that we're recording, lots of school kids are going back to school for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. I think that's like in person. Yeah. In person. Yeah. In yeah. person or, or in zoom. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right after we start new things, I think it's right after that that we start thinking about persistence. So, like, think about New Year's, and we all make these resolutions. But when do you need to know about persistence? It's like three weeks into the New Year when you know you're supposed to be uh, wanting to go to the gym. But what you really want to do is to tuck into a bag of potato chips on your couch. Yeah, gym's always crowded in January, and it's always empty and empty by March, empty by April, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so why is it why is it hard to persist at something? What kinds of things? Like it's not you can like there are some things that I don't struggle with persistence for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so, what are the properties of the things that are easy to persist with versus the things that are challenging? Uh, I. Uh... I guess it, it's whoever got to that question first is in the comfortable position of not being the one who has to give it a, an answer first. So <laughs> well played, Dr. Spiegel. Well played. Softball. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was thinking this, this, this does, I mean, when, when, when you were talking through it, I was, I was thinking back and it's like, this does predate COVID. I mean, I, I remember times all throughout my life and it was like, ugh. I just got to keep going, you know. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit before, not always in the most favorable ways with grit and powering through and, you know, this other kind of stuff, which is oftentimes code for unhealthy behaviors or the recognition of something that isn't great that you're doing, not necessarily for yourself, but you have this feeling of obligation that is, is sort of encouraging you to do it at your own expense and the tank then runs dry and you're left in this, why did I say yes to this? Why am I, why, you know, this is going on. So this persistence thing, I think people experience throughout their entire lives. It's like, how do, how did, how does one persist? Um, so, I mean, when I, when I think about the podcast or stuff like that, I don't think, wow, this is, we, we really persisted. It's like, I don't feel like there was, um, anything particularly adversarial. Yeah that was uh, a barrier to continuing um it it just seemed to be something that was a natural fit into my way of being and my preferences on how i want to spend my time and my energy and my day um there was nothing to persist against if that makes sense i don't know if i'm even using the word in the in the correct way i mean just by phrasing it like that it's sort of imbues the word persistence with this notion of going against some sort of resistance in one way or another. Um, persisting in, uh, in uh, during the academic year, right? 16 weeks is a long semester. Yeah. An hour and 20 minutes is a long class. Um, by the end of it, you feel like you're persisting <laughs> out of a sense of obligation because it's your job and they, you don't want to get fired and you don't want them to keep paying you for what you do. Uh, and things like that. But persistence to me, it seems like it only really comes up when there is a struggle of some kind or another. Or there is some sort of, res- I don't know if resistance is the wide word. I would say struggle, some sort of struggle. You're struggling with or against something 
that is pushing in the opposite direction, yet you're persisting, yet she persisted, was the uh, was the slogan of the day not too long ago. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think you're right. I think... Persist- she was supposed to stop and she didn't. Right, yes. Right? She was warned, nevertheless. She persisted. She persisted, yeah. Yeah, and so there, yeah, the word persistence does sort of come with the assumption of struggle. Um, because it's interesting, we don't have a concept in our vocabulary, right? Like, we don't have the notion of joyful persistence. Yeah. Right? Like, really, <laughs> I was going to say, really, you know, it doesn't require a lot of persistence to keep eating that cake. I mean, no, it happens by itself. It's not a persistence. Right. Thing. I'm, well, depending on how much ca- cake it is, it could be. Well, yeah. Then I was thinking about, you know, on the other hand, though, you know, Joey Chestnut knocks down, you know, 60 hot dogs in Nathan's famous hot dog. That's a persistence. Yeah. Yeah. Because the challenge is the confines of your stomach, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's about persistence. Yeah. So, um, so it's interesting. So it's, it's, an, it's a good cultural value, but it does assume that you're going to have some negative force against you. Yeah, something opposition, some opposition. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's why I don't feel like we're persisting with our podcast. Yeah. Because, right. like, where's the outside force that's against this podcast? Like, Knock on wood, right? right? It hasn't hasn't emerged yet, but, you know. COVID didn't say take but, us down. But, yeah, COVID didn't take us down. It's like, well, we're doing it on Zoom, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, which has been great. And I think um, you were saying what, what brought this up originally was that you did kick out those habits of mind. Mm-hmm. To, uh, was it the habits of mind? It was the habits of mind to your class, right? Or was yeah. it the principles of community? Um, which one was it? We did the habits of mind within my class. And so there are eight of them and they come from the framework for success in post-secondary writing, which I think we've talked about on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um and so what's interesting is I kicked those out and then I also gave my students uh, in four of my classes our principles of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and persistence is the one that they don't see us addressing for our own community. And I think that came up in a recent podcast episode too. Yeah. And, and they, they brought that up because yeah. you were like, what are we missing here? Right. And they yeah. said, there's nothing here about, about uh, how did they phrase it? How, I don't know if they said persistence or why they would come back or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's kind of about the motivation. Like it's all well and good to create an inclusive community, but how do you keep people opting in when things get hard? Um, and I mean, I think in the regular academic year, this is a real problem. I think this is <clears throat> for any kind of community you try to build. Um, you know, what gets people through the door day after day. Mm-hmm. Um, last week we talked about the, like what makes, what do people show up for? Um, and like showing up one time is cool, but showing up the 300 times later, that's, yeah, right. that's a different thing. That's tough. And that shows up in podcast statistics too. I mean, most people's most downloaded podcast is podcast number one. We are no exception. You know, I don't think we're an exception to that. Most of them are not an exception to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can think about persistence as people showing up again after something is, is done and it's recurring. Yeah. Well, 
And I mean, I think that's an interesting thing, too, because I think people, the idea of persisting and perfectionism have this interesting relationship to each other. So, um, you know, like, why with a podcast like ours, which isn't a serial, why would people begin six months ago at episode one? Because they're completionists and they want to do it all. And so they might decide that they're going to start back at the beginning with episode one. And then they might realize, oh, crap, they're releasing a new one every week. It's going to take me a full 30 hours to get caught up. That's a lot to persist through. That's a lot of Paul and Sherry. (laughs) They better start now. They better start now. Yeah, I wonder, you know, looking back on that, I mean, because it does. I mean, why why come back? Why why show up again? Why show back up for a thing? You're being persistent. That does, I don't know if it does explicitly or not, sort of imply that um, uh, one is moving down a road towards a completion of something. And, you know, thinking back on, on the podcast, I don't know if, you know, not to sort of navel gaze too much on this episode, but I wonder if. If if I haven't listened to episode one since March, you know, it's like, I don't even know if I should. I probably shouldn't. You know, I'm shooting myself here. I should not hear myself. If I go back and listen to that, oh, my God, what were they talking about? This is ridiculous. You know, I wonder what I would hear. Um, and I would maybe, I, w- I wonder whether or not I would say it's like, well, we certainly are different now than we were then. Or it's like, no, that's still sort of the same us doing that six months ago. Because I got to be honest, it feels like an eternity ago. It. It does, and a lot of, well, I mean. A lot has happened in the last six months. Yeah, well, and what's, so what's interesting to me is, in some ways, I think this podcast is the one thing that's been constant in some Mm -hmm. ways, right? Like, a lot, a lot has changed. And so, just around the time that everybody started thinking about the new normal, and everyone was sort of mourning what they couldn't continue the ways in which they couldn't persist this became kind of like our new thing um so the persistence of this despite all the stuff um i think that there there's something that comes from uh the i don't know the um Like, when you do persist with something long enough, there's an interesting way in which I think it kind of anchors you. And I might say that this has anchored, at least I can't speak for you, but it's anchored me in an interesting way. Yeah, it certainly is defining in terms of how one perceives um, the course of a week or or how one describes oneself. Because, I mean, if I think about this, I mean, you would think, I mean, a lot of people sort of Hey, Sherry, what do you do? I'm an English teacher. What do you do? I mean, you, you sort of de- describe yourself by who pays you, mm-hmm. you know, and in so doing, you sort of describe yourself using somebody else's reward system for, for doing a particular thing. I don't know if that's the best thing to do. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I mean, am I, bi- am I, am I a bi- biology teacher? Yes, I am. Over the last six months, I did not teach a biology class every week. Yeah. I did not teach a biology class for 30 hours. I don't have 30 lectures that I gave in the last six months. I, I have eight weeks of lectures from when the spring semester ended, and then I didn't teach for three months in the summer. And now we're in the middle of week three. Three. Yeah, we we're just, in the middle yeah, of week three. three. So it's like, 
what what has defined me in terms of the thing that is my my way of being over the last six months is not being a biology teacher. Yeah, it's not. It's you know every week we record this podcast, and it feels weird when we don't record one during the week. Um, so Sometimes what has persistence choose. here? Yeah, so you know my students are like, oh my god, what's this guy's doing? Because I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm still getting used to this whole online teaching thing. I mean, I haven't done it that much. I mean, I I did it you know as a as a salvage operation for eight weeks in the in the spring, and then I I took three months and I didn't, uh-huh. and now I'm in week three again. I'm still sort of getting sorted out. Um, biology teacher, yes, but you know the podcast has sort of been the thing that is the regularity that is persisting in a in in, in a positive way, not necessarily something that is existent, but it is it's persisting as the thing that is my the most regular thing that I do. Right. Well, and it's interesting how our sort of and I'm now that we've framed the, the word persistence as having like a negative to it. Now I'm hesitating to call it persistence but like our continuation of the podcast is now feeding what i'm doing what we're doing in our classrooms now like you're right like i haven't you know i haven't been an english teacher since may um though i've led a book group and that maybe has Mm -hmm. similar properties but um i think i I feel very uncomfortable in a lot of parts of what I'm supposed to do right now as a faculty member. But I think the thing that is helping me feel more comfortable is the fact that I am able to take this anchor, this thing that I have come to count on as being uh, sort of the... I don't want to say the new normal. We need something better than that. I hate but that like, phrase. The, I was talking about that last week, I think. I, like, I just hate um, that phrase. You know? But I'm just going to keep calling it my anchor. Like, yeah. Part of what is helping me feel more confident in my classroom right now is I'm able to anchor myself or ground myself in the thing that I know and love the most right now, which is podcasting. And then I think that allows me to persist within the semester. Yeah, I think it does too. It certainly recharges me. It certainly yeah. recharges me. Um, I wonder if the, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm starting to wonder if I gave persistence a bad rap. You know, I, I kind of started this as a, well, I don't know, persistence. It doesn't sound great. But I mean, it sort of depends on your point of view, doesn't it? I mean, as many people were celebrating Elizabeth Warren being, being persistent as people who weren't, you know. Um, if you read a a resume from a, uh, an employee that is looking for to get hired or a student with a recommendation letter saying a student is persistent is not a negative. Right. Persistence is it's good. Like, oh, cool. Relentlessness yeah. is not. It's like, well, they're persistent. Uh, and then it's like, they're very persistent. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader was fairly persistent. I think, <laughs> Indeed, uh, all the best villains. You didn't become villains. a villain by being, you know, adaptable. And, You're a pushover, yeah. Right. Yeah, like you know, yeah. flexibility is not what villains are known for. No, it is persistent. Persistence. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I think we know it's a good thing. It's good to persist. 
but we assume that there is an opposition. And I think that's the part that makes it have that negative. Yeah, it might be because I mean, when people think about persistence now, clearly COVID is in the is in the crosshairs of that thing that's being persisted against, or in, in context of. Because you wake up and it's like uh, another day of COVID nineteen, another day of you know not whatever the normal is. Um, not that the normal was ever particularly normal. Um, it's it seems like an obvious foil to to sort of uh, rage against when when you're going through your going through the day and so if if we kind of flip this a little bit and we say okay so persistence is a good thing i don't feel like i have persistence to do the things that maybe i think i ought to be doing or maybe that i want to do how does one build persistence you know and if you if you don't if you know that you don't have persistence with something what what is the information there so it's like what are the qualities of the things that you do find yourself persistent with. So if you do find that you either have it with something or you want to cultivate it because you don't think you have enough of it, where do you start? So you'll notice, I think, that's, I, think I asked Paul this question earlier, but he waited long enough of a time to re-spit it and go back to, get, to me so that now I get to try to answer. Yeah, so. It was a 20-minute distraction that I just sent people down. Yeah, that's maybe all our podcast is, is us just re-asking each other the same questions over and over in different ways. Who knows? Let's try not to figure it out. Cause yeah, no. <laughs> try not to figure it out. Yeah, so what are the properties that get us to a place where we can opt in? I mean, oh, it's... That was the question from your students, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was... Yeah, but and and I think it's a really complicated question to answer because we have to think about like all of the the things that I think you and I have held as values on this podcast, right? So, we have encouraged people to uh have definitive no's, right? To say no to things. If you're not 100% yes, then it's a no. But that flies in the face of persistence. Mhm. Uh -huh. Right? Like, it's making a decision. I, you know, I'm finally taking charge of this and I'm not going to persist in this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I think there's a little bit of this like cognitive dissonance between like you need the, you need the space to be able to choose the things that you will and won't persist with. And maybe that's part of it is understanding, uh, no human being can be persistent in all areas at all times. So you have to pick. You can't do it all. I think that might be one element of trying to figure out persistence is to to narrow down, like, what are actually your values? Um, and then as a result of that, where is it important for you to persist? Um, you know, like, there are areas of my life where I would say that I am a quitter. Not many. Oh. I am not a quitter. That's not how I'd like to be defined. Um in fact, I chafe at that. Um, mm. You said that to me recently. We were. What did I say? What did I say? You, you just said like I am not a quitter, Sherry Spiegel. Oh, right. It was in a totally different. Oh right! Context. Oh right! 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 Yeah. Remember, you were called. Remember that. Um, remember that. But yeah, you and I are not quitters. But there are things that we might say I quit. Like um, I'm not somebody who knits, for example. Um, because I had to. You know, you can't do all the things. And I had to choose that, you know, knitting is not going to be a thing I'm going to persist with. 
Right. But there are other people that want that and and need to find strategies to make sure that they make time and space in their life for that. So I think part of it is a values check of figuring out what is worth persisting with and what's not. What do you want to let go of? Yeah, I was going to say, so it's like, why not? Well, it's like when, when, when the thing is abandoned, why is it, why is it done so? Assuming that it's done conscientiously. Yeah. You know, some of this can just sort of be chalked up to, well, it takes time to develop new habits and they're easy to fall out of when they're not well-formed to begin with. Um, but it also depends on maybe even the question you're asking yourself about, about why you want to do a thing to begin with. I mean, cause, you know, if 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 he asks, you know, this might not even be remotely true. What I'm going to say here, if he asks um, a student, it's like, "What do you want to do?" It's like, "Well, I want to be a good student. I want to get an A." It's like, okay, that's uh, that's that's admirable. I want you to get an A as well. That can't be the thing that guides you in terms of how you make a decision on what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Um, persisting in getting an A in a class or persisting in getting that promotion or persisting in doing a good job at your employment or whatever, or taking up a hobby or whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to be good at this and I want to get an A in this and I want to be rewarded in the end in the way that it is that it shows that I did good work is not directive in any way that actually um, – tells you how to how to actually achieve that right and so the, the persistence has to be couched or defined somehow in the behaviors that one engages in to achieve a re- to, to achieve that result so it's like you want to get an a great well you're gonna have to develop some persistence and they say okay great persistence in what yeah persistence in what right and it's like what do we need to persist in in order to get this desired result? Well, yeah, so – Run a marathon, you know, um, go to get into culinary school. I mean, get into – you know, anything. It could right. be anything. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're thinking about it, part of the issue is like it's the so what question. I spend a lot of time in my classes talking about the so what question. So I think part of it is figuring out what does persistence actually – in a particular area, what does it actually afford you? So – you want to get an A in a class. Okay, so if you persist at that goal, so what? What comes of you after you achieve that? Um, and I think when the persistence isn't doesn't have a long-term payoff, then the, the tools that are necessary to make that persistence are, re- are really challenging. Like... Um, so what? I get an A in the class. Then what? Like, cool. Now, now my transcript has an A on it. But like, how does that get me closer to being the human being I want to be or closer to my goals? Like, getting an A in a class is not a real thing, really. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It does not a good person make for sure, right? And um, there are a lot of ways to get A's in classes. Yeah, um, it's not that hard. Yeah, but it, it does. Re- it it might require some persistence. But what a lot of times I find students think that that is what that what those traits are, or not what those traits actually are, because people think it's stuff like, "Oh, I need to be smart," or "I need to um, read," you know, a hundred pages a night, or "I need to." It's like, no, <laughs> those aren't it. 
uh, right. you need well, to show up, you know, you need to show up to class. That's one. Um, on time is good. Seems nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the ability to read a hundred pages in one night, what does that qualify you for? Reading a hundred pages yeah, no, in one night. It doesn't, uh, doesn't lead to much. I don't think. Yeah. It doesn't lead to much. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I don't know when, for me, it, I think there's a lot tied into like the, what are we trying to, what exactly are we trying to do here? Um, and issues of persistence come down to that. I keep thinking about, um, my therapist is a, cognitive behavioral therapist and so sometimes i will tell her about things that i let's say persist in thinking and she will just ask me how does this behavior get you closer to your goals or feeling or being the way you want to be and i mm -hmm. hate that question but ultimately like it gets you closer to figuring out like what should you persist in the things that will get you closer to feeling and being who you want to be yeah, and um, persistence out of desperation is not, can't be comfortable. You know, it's like, I have to persist or I'm not going to survive this. I have to persist in whatever this is or something like really bad is going to happen. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Persisting out of choice seems more admirable in some way, um, although that might not necessarily be true. It, it seems more something. It's like it it it, it reflects um, a desire of self improvement or um, self or maybe that's not might not even be it either. It requires some self reflection with a goal in mind that is going to put you in a positive yeah. state of being in one way or another. So I'm, I it, it requires a little bit of thick skinned retrospection on who you are now. It requires a little bit of a perspective on who your best self is and your potential about what you could do and, and who you think you could be and what's important to you. And a little bit of a dissection on on what you need to do in order to cultivate the qualities that get you there. Mm -hmm. Persist in those things. Um, and that might be um, redefining some new – you know, getting some new habits. It might be getting – you know, letting go of some old ones. It might be um, sitting down and doing morning pages where you actually flesh out a little bit what's moving through you and what you actually want. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what you want, it's hard to be persistent in anything, I would think. Right. And that's why, you know, and, you know, raise your hand if you've ever been in the classroom, you know, and, and you've seen people who don't know why they're there mm -hmm. uh, suffering through it, suffering through it uh, and sort of floundering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, so yes, I think we've both met those students. We've maybe even at times, I don't been know, maybe <laughs> I have been that student, it's like, right? Yeah, I'm talking about myself here more Depending than anything. Depending on the yeah. subject. Um, so I wonder, how do you see the difference or how do you see the relationship maybe between persistence and motivation? Are they the same thing? Are they different? Um, I think, I think they're linked together by something that's a sort of a third. I mean, motivation is good. A lot of students are highly motivated mm -hmm. to get good grades. A lot of people are highly motivated to get a job. People are highly motivated to eat dinner. 
um, people are highly motivated to do a lot of things and persistence in a task will get you there. I think what links them together, what ties them together is discipline mm-hmm. is the, the concept of discipline. So if, if you want to turn motivation into persistence to a positive effect, you know, you might have to cross this, this bridge, this discipline bridge on how do you develop discipline? And I found in myself that the clearest way to do that is really have a clear definition of what it is that I'm actually trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and recognizing that lets me be persistent and it gives me a way for my motivation to go through the disciplined actions that one must have in order to to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just made up this phrase, the discipline bridge. I don't know, maybe it works for people. I don't know. Um, but there was a, uh, I don't know who it was. It was a former military guy who I think now is, I don't know if he's a motivational speaker or what. Um, and he said, if you want to develop uh, discipline to to work with, to, so you can work with yourself on how do you turn your motivation into actual action every single day without exception, what should you do? Get up in the morning, make your bed. Mm-hmm. It all starts with making your bed every morning, make your bed, you know, and it gets that first thing done. And it's like, if nothing else happens today. I made my bed, you know, because that's something that I do. And it's like the seed that you can plant mm-hmm. of of discipline. And what's fun about that is that it's pure discipline, you know, and you don't, it's like, oh, I'm just, this is the, why do we fold our clothes in the, putting the drawer thing is, as well. You know, I'm not quite as disciplined as that as I am in other things. I got to be honest. Um, but I, I don't just dump them into the drawer. I just don't take them out of the laundry basket. Right, just, right. Anyway, um, so it's sort of a workaround. Um, but but that that alone, right, that, you know, I'm going to do this thing first thing in the morning every day, and it's going to reinforce the sense of I do these things because of my own sense of, you know, self-value, self-worth, self-esteem, whatever it might be. Um, and that's a reflection of this. And if I can discipline myself to do that, even though I'm motivated, great. You got How do you turn motivation into actually doing the things that results in the – I think persistence might be an observation that other people have now that I'm thinking about it too. Um, it's something that I want to be persistent, but you don't really know until somebody sort of tells you. And the grade is a reflection of that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, this is interesting. Um, I think this – Paul might have just coined the concept of discipline bridge. <laughs> the discipline and bridge. I, yeah, I like that as as this idea of motivation. Yeah, it's very much the catalyst, right? Like we do Everybody's something motivated, we're motivated, yeah. and then we hope that we're going to persist. But like you know, right now in the midst of a pandemic, college students everywhere decided to sign up and register for classes. Yeah. They were motivated. But that doesn't tell us that they're going to persist to the end of the term. No. And so, yeah, they've got to take the first steps down the discipline bridge, right? Like yeah. One step yeah. at a time. They got themselves into the mess. You know, now they're, now they're in a situation where there's an expectation yeah. put on them by others and put on them by themselves. And if, if there wasn't that, they wouldn't have, have registered for the class, presumably. Mm-hmm. So uh, what traits are, are cultivated? Yeah. What traits are cultivated? What actions are, are the ones that reinforce that that, pref- that preferred outcome? Right. And how do you have the discipline to do it? And it's not about reading 100 pages a night. You know, it's like every day, you know, this class that I signed up for meets on Zoom and it is synchronous. 
So at 9.30 a.m. on Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to log into Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to block it out on my calendar. Um, everybody leave me alone. I'm going to put a sign on the door. It's. I'm going to have the discipline to do this, and I will then persist. Yeah, I think in doing it's, so. It's also so. I think it's all of that, and then I think it's also persistence is going to mean trap doors and workarounds, right? Because like yeah. like what you just described, like okay, my class starts at nine thirty or probably nine thirty five in our world, whatever. Yeah. Um. My class starts at 9.35. I need to be on Zoom. Have you noticed all the things that could go wrong just from, let's say, the time our disciplined friends have made their bed and plan to log on to Zoom? Like, so many things can go yeah, wrong. totally. Um, and, any number, any number. You know, in so many ways, like, we are not meeting with problems that we used to face, right? Like... Um, I'm not going to be late for work because of DC traffic. Anymore. Yeah, traffic. Right. Don't have to stop and get gas on the way. Right. That yeah, no. Um, you know, our students are not going to be late to our class because they were in line at the world's slowest Starbucks. Right? But right. then it's other things. Like, you know, this week um a lot of my students told me today, you know, all their little siblings are now also on Zoom. Yeah. Right? And I've how many devices do they have at their house? And, I've heard that too. Um, yeah. How sluggish is the internet? And, um, you know, your computer decided to defrag right before, you know, at 932. Yeah. So Windows some- does another update in yeah. the middle of my class. I'm going to freak out. So sometimes I think persistence is having having the work around, having the problem-solving skills, uh, or even just the problem-solving mindset in the moment. Yeah, I think it does. And um, I think you're right. And um, wh- whatever the mathematical formula is for, for persistence, I mean, maybe that's what would come out of this. I'm not sure. But um, time is certainly one of the variables it's something that happens over time mm-hmm. discipline is, a, is something that's in the moment i have the discipline to make my bed um i don't have the persistence to make my bed i have the persistence to keep making my bed you know um i have the discipline to make it today today you know um so it seems like in, inherent into in in, dis, in the persistence is this this element of time it's something that happens over uh units of time over duration and that can be long or short, depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but time is a, it's something that happens and you're doing it again and you're staying with it and you're being, you're showing resiliency and you're showing, because uh, I mean, to me, like resiliency is more obvious of something that is pushing back upon you than persistence is. It's like, I'm going to do these things that speak to my success and I'm going to keep doing them. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing them. Right. Well, and I think, I think one of the other things that persistence taps into in a way that's different maybe from resilience is something we talked about the other day with a group of people, and I don't think we recorded talking about it, but I think one of the things that challenges persistence is the concept of boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
I think we are we are very allergic to the idea of boredom. Um, and so I think sometimes we don't persist or, um, yeah, that we don't necessarily always persist if we find something to be unengaging, uh, not immediately fruitful, um, or worst case, less interesting than what we could be doing on our phone or, you know, what have you. So I think boredom is a challenge to persistence. Yeah, we talked about this once, I think. It's like, what is the thing that you just absolutely hate doing? And it's like, I love to cook. I love doing the dishes by hand. I don't mind putting dishes in the dishwasher. I hate unloading the dishwasher. You know, I'm fine actually folding clothes. I'm fine with that. It's like, what is it about unloading the dishwasher? Like, it feels like something that goes back to, like, my childhood or something. It's like, we didn't even have a dishwasher. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, I lack the discipline to unload the dishwasher. Um, <laughs> I am not persistent in those attempts over the past <laughs> several years or whatever. You know, there are other things I am. Well, I mean, if you really think about unloading the dishwasher, it like, if you really think about it intellectually, it is kind of the stupidest task. Because what you're going to do is you're going to take clean dishes from a, a particular cabinet and you are going to say, these are clean, so now they need to be in a different storage space. Right? Like, that's really all you're, you're doing. You're fine where they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's time to load the dishwasher when all the clean dishes are out of the dishwasher because he used the last one. <laughs> now you have to put them all back in there so you can wash it again. You yeah. can save yourself cabinet space. Just leave them in the dishwasher. Um, yeah. I wonder uh, how, how much – how this relates to things that really are just – Something that you just kind of keep having to do the same thing over and over and over again, making your bed, unloading the dishwasher, um, showing up for Zoom, um, checking your calendar to make sure your homework's done on time. Uh, you know, it's it's these repetitive things that it checking takes. Checking your email. Eat, eating, eating hot – how many eat hot dogs can you eat in five minutes or however long it is? Uh, yeah. A thing on what is that fourth of july um the nathan's famous hot dog eating yeah. contest Stupid um, trick it, it oftentimes seems that it also plays into uh activities that are i don't know if recurring is the right word but repetitious mm-hmm. yeah i mean this person is resilient um they keep fill in the blank you know they keep doing this they keep whatever that blank the perpetual is. tasks right yeah. They keep showing up. They keep going to office hours. They keep, you know, so that gets back to that other question that you and I have been asking ourselves lately. Why do people show up for things? Yeah. And how do people show up for things? And what do you bring when you do? Yeah. Well, you know, so I think part of our challenge right now is like we have to talk to college age students about what it means to persist. And I think that looks like a particular thing as a college student. But don't you think, and we've talked about it a lot from the framework of the student that wants to get the A or the student that wants to pass the class. And we talked about making the bed. But like, what is, what does persistence look like for the average American human life? Past school. What does it look like uh, in terms of my day starts and I do 
this, you know, um, I do this sort of stuff. I've seen people live uh, a joyless existence before I have. Um, you wake up in the morning and you, you do whatever you do in your morning routine and then you get in your car and you drive to work at the job that you don't particularly love, but it serves some monetary purpose in your life and you come home and you, you know, eat dinner and then you sort of go off into your evening routine and you go to bed and you sort of rinse and repeat five days a week. And on the weekends, uh, you're celebrating the weekends because, uh, man, I've earned this good weekend because I spent five whole days doing this stuff that I really don't enjoy one way or another. I refuse to, to live that life myself. Um, but I found myself in it many times. Yeah, I found myself in it many times. For someone who refuses to do it, I do it a lot. Right. Um, or if I found myself, it's like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? You know, this is not the way this is supposed to be. You're not supposed to pay for two good days called Saturday and Sunday with five days of bad. That's not the math that that's supposed to work out. No. Yeah, this reminds me of um, a commencement speech that David Foster Wallace did uh, years. In- I-, I do not remember what year it is, but David Foster Wallace has been. Uh, dead for a little while so it's wasn't last year Uh, but it's been sort of anthologized and you can find it on youtube pretty easily we could probably link to it in the show notes Um, and david foster wallace is not a unproblematic figure but this particular commencement speech this is water um he talks about what you just talked about paul almost word for word i mean it's like Mm. it's amazing how he talks about like (laughs) the day in day out out quality of um college educated existence yeah pink floyd says you know hanging on in silent desperation yeah and and he argues that that basically like it is a sign of being educated to understand that in all that day in day out that you actually have a choice in how you experience the day in and day outness. And so he talks about the way that we get really, really focused on our own perspective. So we, he, he spends a lot of time thinking about being in line at the grocery store mm-hmm. and how people will choose to just be so angry in line at the grocery store because everyone else there seems to be in their way of them going about their day in day out mindless horrible existence um and so and he tries to argue that people have the right to make a choice to like not just persist mindlessly um but it is hard right when it's it is hard to remember to be really in the moment you're exactly in yeah it's it's hard to find the value in standing in line yeah so how do you do it when you're when you're doing it you know i mean so let's say that we want to not be miserable every time we're at a red light or every time we're standing in line every time we're i mean doing anything where we're just like this is not the thing that is moving the ball down the field here Right? How do you find joy in those moments? And the best time to do standing meditation, it's like you do it every day in the grocery store when you're standing in line, you know, um, focus on your breath. I mean, and that's not necessarily a way to 
you know, sort of distract yourself from the mind-numbing, uh, mind-numbing effects of being in line somewhere. It's just that how much of that misery of standing in line and waiting for your turn is a choice you're making. And I would be happy, Dr. Spiegel, to tell a story. I would be happy to tell a story about this exact same phenomenon I that I experienced. I would love to hear that story. Just last summer. So I was on uh, the uh, the seven-day meta meditation retreat at, at IMS uh, last May. It was a little over a year ago, I guess now. And um, we all – I mean, I've, I think I've talked about the routine of this before right. to our listeners. But it's like you sit for 45 minutes, walk for 45 minutes, sit for 45 minutes, walk for 45 minutes, sit for 45 minutes, eat – sit for 45 minutes, walk for <laughs> kind of all day long until you go to bed. And there are four things that you do, right? You sit, you walk, you eat, and you sleep. And that's it. That is it. That's all you do, uh, which is which is glorious. And I remember so often when I was growing up as a kid in the cafeteria line at school or even, you know, waiting for my class to end because uh, I'm really hungry and I can run downstairs and grab something. You know, it's impatience at the Taco Bell drive through It's like, I just want my tacos, mm-hmm. right? And you get this kind of hangry, angry uh, impatience mm-hmm. that you get. Wait, why are they taking so long to, you know, to, to do whatever it is that they're doing? It's like no special orders because that takes like an extra four minutes. Oh, yeah. And um, I do love the Impossible Whopper at Burger King, but it takes them a little bit longer to cook those, especially when they first came out. And it's like, why? Why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? <laughs> um, so I don't know that effect well. And, you know, when the when the lunch gong rings or the dinner gong rings at IMS, you know, everybody goes and there are two long tables and each table has two sides. There's sort of like four lines that you can go through to get whatever it is that you're eating for the day, all of which local sustainably gathered. And it's all great food. I mean, my God, it's fantastic. Um, and uh, I remember the first time it's like, oh man, that looks really good. Oh man, it looks really good. It's like, man, I'm going to get some of that. And you're going through this kind of uh, these mind states of anticipation and why is it taking so long <laughs> uh, a little bit, but by day three, just standing in line, it's fine. It's like <laughs> the, the mind, the, the mindfulness gets baked in by a couple of days on, where that impatience is gone. It's like awesome. Yeah, you're just sort of blissfully unaware of the fact that you should be uh, that you should be impatient. You, f- you sort of forget to be impatient. Yeah, it's because like, you're yeah. present, right? That's good. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm going to take one more step. Oh, that was a great step. Cool. Awesome. Now I'm standing. Oh, look at that. There's hummingbirds outside. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, ooh, I get to take another step, you know, and then uh, it's you, you, it's like you forget. It's, it's like it. It's like you forget. You forget to be impatient. And, yeah. and all of that anger and all the frustration, all the angst, all the whatever that is that I've got to be honest, has nothing to do with the length of the line or how long it's taking for you to get whatever it is that you're getting. It's always other stuff. You, you sort of when, once that other stuff is gone, you forget all of that other stuff that makes it. And believe me, after you get whatever food you're going to get, the next thing you're going to do is not going to be better than what you just did, right? You know, because it's like, oh man, this is taking me so long to get whatever this food is. I can't wait that I for me to get it so I can go ahead and eat lunch so I can get onto this thing that's going to be really fantastic. That's not it. It's probably going to be a meeting, okay. Or you're going to go back to emails or you're going to do some other mindless thing for somebody else. There's no need to be impatient here. 
the misery will be there for you, regardless of your <laughs> degree of impatience, right. right? With the red light or with the line, you know. Um, and you it, it's like when 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 you're in high school and you you're trying to get to class and you're not always the most conscientious student, and the bell rings, you're now officially tardy or late for class. Why run? Right. You're already late. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh my God! I'm like, it's like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, one of the one of the ways that my husband and I, who are very in sync on so many things, one of the ways that he and I very much defer is in how we approach traffic. And hmm. um, Eric finds traffic so unbelievably frustrating and mm. anger inducing and it's there have been so many occasions where we will be set out and he's a very paul knows he's met him he's a very mild-mannered guy for the most yeah, part yes, nothing yeah, seems yes. to get under his skin except traffic, traffic. and so um you know i know so many times in our relationship where we've been stuck in a car together and it because of mindset feels like stuck because we'll experience traffic and I will have to say to him, listen, like you've got all the music that you love in the world on the radio. You've got the person you love most in, in the entire universe right next to you. Why are you so angry? Like you're yeah. stuck having to hang out with me. So what's so bad about this? Right. Like what's so bad about this? And, and I get it. Like it's, it's tedious and, it's not the way we chose, like, really wanted to spend the day. Um, but I wonder how much of, like, choosing these moments or keep, you know, maybe even persistence is being really able to see every moment as an opportunity. Yeah, it's entirely mindset. And, you know, to to, to argue that point in one, in one more way. From the perspective of the people in the car, you know, so you and your husband, who is delightful, you know, who is absolutely delightful, um, are sitting in this car. If you look at what you and your husband are doing in that car when you are stuck in traffic on the highway, and you look at what you and your husband are doing in that car when there is no traffic whatsoever and you're blowing down the highway – What's the difference? It's the same. You're doing the exact same thing. To the muscle, you are doing the – the only difference is your foot is on a brake instead of a gas. Your foot's two inches to the – three inches to the left. Right. And what a difference that makes. Mm -hmm. You know, and that difference is not in the car. The difference is not in – um, uh, the way your foot is being held, the difference is not in anything else. The difference is in your head. Yeah. You know, it's in your, it's in your, it's in your, your perspective. It's in your mind states. It's, it's in things. Thankfully, and this is the salvation here. Here's the, here's the gift. It's in things that you can do something about because you can't make the traffic go away, but you can shift those things within you, um, to make it not matter. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean yeah so like it really is like a mindset thing um and you know the only difference right is the the foot positioning 
and whether or not we are in the present moment, right? Like as soon as traffic is going, we are focused on where we are. (laughs) But as soon as traffic is not, then we're focused on where we want to be. Yeah. And so then you lose the opportunity of like, what could happen in this particular moment? Um, And this is, you know, I think about this sometimes when um, students choose not to come to class, for example. Um, and and listen, I get it because um, sort of my dirty secret is that as a student, I had horrible attendance. Um, so much so that the way that I passed my college chemistry class, let's say, did not feel above board. Right. There may have been mixed CDs of punk rock given to a TA um, Mm. as sort of like sweet talking. But, um, you know, one of the things that I think I often would not go to class because I was just so caught up in my own head. Um, But I I would think of like, well, how am I not prepared Uh, or what terrible thing like Maybe I'll say the wrong thing or blah, 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 whatever. But I don't know if I, how my participation in class might have changed if I had gotten more open to the fact that if you show up, you have no idea what could happen. Yeah. Like this part of persistence is being open to the possibility of what happens if you do keep going. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Next thing you know. Look where you might be. Your podcast might be six months old. Might be six months old. You might hit the big 3-0 with it. Um, you might have seen the seasons go from, from spring to summer to fall. Mm-hmm. Right out your window. Right here. Right there. Oh, look at right that. It's window. raining. Yeah, it stopped nice, over here. nearly fall rain. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's summer now, but by the time this goes out, it will be the first day. Happy... What is that? Equinox? Heck, we happy equinox. Yeah, happy fall, folks. So happy this is the first. Fall. This is the first episode of I guess what will be the fall season. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the fall season. So mm-hmm. so here we go. So I guess we'll have to record a new opening. So our listeners would have heard that by now. Yeah. And so oh. you know something that Paul and I don't know right now, which is yeah, what, what that, that opening is going to be. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So. um we will put ourselves into a position of uh, needing to do that. Uh, we will commit ourselves by saying, uh, you will have listened to the new opening before this comes out. So now Sherry and I have to do it. So Yes. Well, partially uh, and, because, and we you know, there's a thing about the second season opening that I'm not even sure we can say we persisted with. But uh, people who have been listening know that we promised you episodes about the mind, heart, and body. And I'm pretty sure we talked about those things all throughout season two. Yeah, I two. think we did. I think we did. Sometimes more explicitly than others. But. Yeah, but who knows? Who knows what the fall season will do? Yeah, who knows? And we will persist in it. Um, and one of the reasons we'll do this because who knows? Well, let's see. Something interesting see might happen. You know, something interesting might happen. And... What if? I mean, I don't mean to tell stories to make people worried about anything, but I mean, what if you know you were one thing, you were one day away from that thing? If you were to persisted one more day, you know, uh, that thing would have gone your way. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all know what it, what it's like to persist too long in something when we should have blown out long ago. Um, so it can it can go either way. So we have wisdom takes yep. over as we go through this, and we we're able to ask ourselves those questions about what we really want and who we really really are, and how our actions in the moment to moment really play into that uh, definition of how we see ourselves and what we're doing. And may we do so with wisdom and compassion. May we do so with wisdom and compassion. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, because you do get frustrated in traffic, mm-hmm. you know, and. Yeah. I mean, the, I think ultimately it's, it's kind of an interesting call as we go into fall for mindful persistence. I think yeah. fall is an interesting season too. Like we look at the leaves as they, sh- you know, the, Trees are shedding their leaves. They're We're getting slowing rid of down. Stuff, yep. Right. We're like slowing down. This is the season where we figure out, like, okay, what are we going to let go of, and then what are we going to persist with, and mm-hmm. what's going to go with us into winter. Um, yeah, and that yeah that that ties into the spring. Is like, what is going to emerge here? Right. What's going to come out? Where are we going to spend our energy? Where are we going to spend our time? Yeah. Right. What tools do we have to collect the energy that's available to us uh, to um, to do things that is our our mission purpose defined stated goal whatever you might have said and that's been done that's been done so what can we let go of yeah we'll see what happens what emerges and so will you dear listener mm-hmm. so will you what a wonderful conversation thank you sherry thank you paul is there anything going on i don't know uh we've talked about all the cool stuff that's coming up uh in the last one yeah. i think we're good i look forward to hearing I, I look forward to listening and hearing what the new opening is going to <laughs> we'll know in a couple of days no spoilers you'll find out when you when you listen to this yeah. one so we'll make it Very jazzy cool. or we won't who knows awesome so uh welcome to fall everybody mm-hmm. right uh make it a good one uh let's do some great stuff sounds cool. good thanks sherry thanks paul i'll talk to you soon see you later bye bye this podcast is produced by sherry spiegel paul fitzgerald and this most unbelievable life For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.